0: Well, I say we call it a day. I mean, I nailed the questionnaire, and you're swimming in cacti. Can't we just chalk this up to a hilarious mistake and move on? No, we can't, Eleanor. There's no such thing as a mistake in this realm. And yet, you are somehow a mistake. I mean, you're a giant chunk of spinach in the teeth of the universe.
1: Flash, uh, ah, he saved every one of us. Do you know that song because you know Queen, or do you know that song because of the hit comedy film, Ted? Um, actually... Or have you seen Flash Gordon, the movie, as a child?
2: Okay, it was first Blades of Glory, then is that, in that movie? Flash, Flash
1: Gordon. I saw Blades of Glory in the theater. Nice. Did you? Did you see it in the theater? Probably.
2: I was a big Napoleon Dynamite and Will Farrell fan, so... Maybe
1: you have this experience, too. Seeing movies when I was a kid, somehow as conservative and constrictive my house could be at times, mm-hmm. I went to see a lot of movies with my mom that she should not have taken me to.
2: I saw Freddy versus Jason in the theater when I was six. With your mom? Yeah.
1: And it was kind of cool and fun and a neat part of our relationship that Mm -hmm. I would to see. Do you know the movie fired up?
2: Yes. That's about um... like
1: two boys. One of them's Vaughn from community, two boys who pretend to be cheerleaders to get laid at a cheerleader camp. My mom took me and my childhood best friend to see
2: that. And we were (laughs) like younger than 13 for sure. That's so funny. I don't know. And it's so crazy. that I saw Watchmen midnight (laughs) release with my mom in the theater.
1: I was not supposed to watch stuff like that. I hid a lot of the things I was watching, but I did have that experience of going to the movies was like a different thing. Mm -hmm. Well, hi, friend. Hey, buddy. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you? I forgot we we did start recording when we talked about that, didn't we?
1: Well, we did start recording and then we started talking and now I think we're just doing the podcast, don't you? Oh, shit. We're here now? I think so. Boom. My little truth orb just flashed green. (laughs) Put away any sense of real Steven now. The character has begun. Now you're in character. What's up, Zach? What's going on today? Hi, everyone. Welcome to Into the Time Knife, a good place rewatch. We're here. We're back for episode eight. We're past the halfway point of season one. So we've got to start thinking about what we're going to do to wrap this up in a special way as we get towards the end of the first season. It's crazy that we're a few weeks away from being finished with the first season already. I
2: know, it's nuts. It, it seemed like at first, like I was just waiting to get to this part of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of exciting stuff happens. But now that we're here, I'm like, holy crap, that went so quick. And the f- episodes didn't feel like waiting to get to this part.
1: There were no. plenty of things to dig into, even the lighter episodes. I'm I'm glad to be back. It's been... Two weeks since Stephen and I have recorded and spent this time together. I'm I'm glad to be talking with you. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good show. Let's Mm -hmm. kick it off. Let's do it. Okay, I want to start off the show by shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at (laughs) patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those beloved people over there are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, and Autumn Marsh, four people we love very dearly. Four of my favorite women. On hey, the internet, for sure. Top five for me. Who's number five? Your ah. mom and Danny
2: are in there. Who's number yeah. five? Uh, I didn't say that they were number five, Zach, in no particular order. Who's number one? <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't have an answer to the bit. That's I okay. I should have thought that out a little more first, Zach. I'm sorry. I'll do better next time.
1: You're still real, Steven. You've got to shove know, that all rusty. out and
2: be in podcast character
1: yeah. fully. Dang it. Don't let any semblance Dang of it. the real human being you are come through. Get out of hour Get out of there. Minutes. But thanks to those patrons. And again, <laughs> patreon.com slash Every week we do a live pre show before we record the podcast. This podcast is a week early over Sarah on the Patreon. Sarah Koenig. NPR. Is that from NPR. That's yeah. your number one. Number three.
2: <laughs> She's uh, in the mix.
1: You've got a full rewatch podcast, Back Bebop, talking about Cowboy Bebop that's exclusive to the Patreon, and a new Patreon-exclusive podcast is starting any week, so it's a great time to hop on board at the Patreon
2: and get a little Chee-chee. bit more of your buddies
1: every week. How are you Patreon doing, train's rolling. How have your two weeks been?
2: They've been good. They've been busy, but they've been good, Zach. I you yeah. know, I definitely missed you. There were a few times where I was like, ah, oh, can't wait to talk to Zach about I
1: this. I just heard your phone vibrate. No, you didn't. It's on yes, the- I did.
2: <laughs>
1: there you go. Put her to sleep. Put her to sleep. Keep your
2: texting secret during the <laughs> program, okay? What were you saying? It's good to see me, or something. Yeah, it's great to see you. I, it, that was a, it was a long gap for us. We normally see each other fairly frequently, especially yeah. right before the long gap. We had seen each other twice in the span of like three days. So, you seem energized. You seemed ready and raring to go. Do you yeah. feel? Feel well rested, you know. I'm I'm rejuvenated, Zach. Yeah. I, I I just emerged from my cryo chamber that I lay uh-huh. in for six minutes every night instead of sleeping, and I and I'm here. I'm like a freshly born baby. To this new poop.
1: freshly born baby, mm-hmm. from
2: the last two weeks of your past life, did
1: yeah. anything happen that was extravagant to the point of yeah, sure. Mentioning I'll, on the I'll podcast, give, I'll, I'll
2: hit the highlights. Yeah, let's uh, hear let's it. Let's see. I. Saw Avatar the Way of Water. Mm-hmm. Thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um I we did an event for work. Uh that long Thoughts on Spider
1: listens. Avatar the Way of Water Thoughts Spider's Spider? fine.
2: He's Tarzan.
1: Give the kid a pair of pants that yeah. Donnie ass wild <laughs> Thornberries <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um he's, he's... Spider's the one who of a gives bitch, himself but... dreads. Yeah. I'm one of you guys.
2: Literally. Mm-hmm. And they're like, not really. It, it's he was basically let's say, what if we put Tarzan as the d plot in our movie? And yeah. that was that was Spider's character.
1: Spider, you can hang with us. We like you, but you're not allowed you to can't say the say Navi it. N-word. You can't at all. say the
2: Navi N-word. Gotta keep it to yourself. Neither can um. Kate
1: Hudson, who is one of the Navi. She can't <laughs> so say. So is it Kate Blanchett. No, it's Kate
2: Hudson. Is Kate, Kate Blanchett. Blanchett, Blanchett. In it? because mm-hmm. no. kate blanchett held her breath for like seven minutes are you the one who's mistaken and you're no because it's
1: the first time james cameron and kate hudson got together since titanic i think you're mistaken my friend. kate
2: winslet is who you're <laughs> thinking of well then
1: we're both mistaken it's we're both wrong kate winslet. it's kate winslet it's kate yeah. winslet you're shooting <laughs> sure the middle hudson and kate blanchett weren't the same character in titanic
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh saw so avatar that was good pretty movie I we had a work event where I danced a bunch of times 175 in one day. I which... want
1: you listeners to understand the magnitude of that. You professionally dance for a living.
2: Mm-hmm. You had
1: this event where you dance with students with with uh, this one was students. With yeah. students a bunch of times for like Co- competition right for them uh,
2: for they get they get critiques from judges so It's for them critiques. But you yeah.
1: are the teacher that has to do this for every single yeah. student and each of them dances quite a few times like uh, They range the
2: the lowest number of dances. I had someone do was 30 and the highest was 75 and it's just do they dance for each individual judge um, so basically there's like, let's say there's 20 people on the floor Okay. and the judges have like a piece of paper with their name on it mm-hmm. and they have to like write critiques for each of the people they're assigned. To and they have to do it, it 30
1: times. It can't just be everyone's in the room at once. They have to do it a bunch of times. Yeah. So just think of that listener that if you are a dancer competing for judgment 30 times, how I'm sure emotionally and physically exhausting that is for the mm-hmm. student, then the teacher who has to put on the mask of professionalism throughout the whole time has to do this for all of these students. And you said how yes. many times in total you did a hundred seventy-five,
2: not counting my pro performance with with uh, esteemed patron Danny Mluko. Yeah, we did the power line routine from a Goofy movie. It was really fun. That is really cute. I wore the. Do you have a video that I can see, or that our patrons yeah, can see? Yeah, yeah, I can send it. Your you way. should
1: send me that. Absolutely. If that's not worth your five dollars. You know <laughs> Well that's incredible and you're such an athlete truly I'm I'm inspired by you I truly am that's incredible Aww. thanks buddy. I mean that even though I can't understand it on the le- nobody understands the amount of work the person who is passionate about it puts in right mm-hmm. but I do see that you put a lot of yourself it, too much of yourself into it and I hope the audience didn't
2: think that was boring because I think that's insane yeah. that you dance a hundred. Far from the first past. thing I put too much of myself into, Zach. You know that firsthand. yo. yeah. I was gonna,
1: <laughs> I was gonna try to tell. Oh, the best movie. So I've seen a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. We're getting close in the podcast timeline to the Oscars, so I'll shut up about in podcast it. Podcast timeline,
2: soon. isn't it? Oscar, isn't it already Oscar? No, this
1: comes out next week. Ah. so it'll be the 6th. It'll be less than a week before the Oscars. Wow. And as of
2: right now, 2 weeks,
1: I've got like 6 movie 6 movies left to watch. To have seen I've seen all the shorts, to have seen everything nominated for the Oscars this year. And I watched a lot over the last week and I think the best thing I watched was Babylon. Nice. Which is a really divisive movie because literally the movie starts with an elephant shitting all over somebody and you see it nice. happen. And some That's people hot. are like, oh, my pearls. And some people <laughs> are like, this is cinema. Don't put that in my film. In the same year that the boring ass, bland ass Fablemans that I'm yeah. hating just because it's a fine movie, but I'm just mad. I'm just, my, mm-hmm. my panties are all It in just, a just knot seems a little white for me, Fablemans.
2: I'm going to be honest.
1: It's incredibly... Incredibly
2: white. <laughs> what do you guys think, listeners? Steven and I are talking about maybe doing what a. What do you say? What do you guys? I thought that you meant like me speaking for like you guys <laughs> yeah. as the black community. I really was excited to answer. <laughs> I'll try to pepper that in later. What I'll do you guys think, think of, of white people? What do you huh? listeners
1: think if Steven and I did a monthly movie thing? Because something as out of your interest as the Fableman's mm-hmm. might be super fun to put in front of you and to talk about yeah. for an hour. And all kinds of stuff. I want to do that, so I want people to be
2: excited and about it. And I have it. a lot of weird shit I want to make Zach watch, so...
1: Babylon <laughs> took the boring-ass Fablemans and made my type of movie about movies, so check that one nice. out if you haven't. And I saw have Hairspray. you seen Blonde yet? No, that's one of the few I
2: still need to watch. I want to see that, just because I like yeah, the I don't
1: care that I know I'm not going to like it about that Marilyn much, probably, yeah. but I will watch it.
2: You remember when we were in, like, fifth or sixth grade, and all of a sudden, every girl got obsessed with marilyn monroe not really No, but is that, is she's that a public timeless. school thing
1: that kind of just happens
2: yeah she kind of lives forever sure
1: goodbye you, you get it norma jean, jean.
2: Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen any marilyn monroe movies because i've seen more than my fair share <laughs> everything i know about marilyn monroe <laughs>
1: is from smash <laughs> and that's not an overstatement. <laughs> if you don't know Smash, give it a Google. That's everything I know oh, about Smash. Oh shit, people don't know what Minerals. Smash is, do
2: they? Well, why would they? Catherine McPhee, the blonde one? Come
1: on. And I'm all about Christian Borle, who played like the male of the man-woman team. Mm-hmm. I really like him a lot. There were nice. a lot of good people in that cast. Yeah. The show got really bad. Mm-hmm. Real but fast. It was good in the beginning, and it had some interesting songs. Yeah. Look up Smash. You want us to do a Smash cast? Yeah, Smash cast.
2: I would love to <laughs> talk about Smash. I'd be down. I had uh, such anyway. a big crush on the foil to Catherine McPhee. I can't remember the sure. actress's name. Absolutely. Uh, me either, but
1: she's great. She's yeah. a Broadway actress. Mm-hmm. Separate from Smash, I saw Hairspray, the Broadway touring performance. Live it in saw person. RuPaul, Drag Race, veteran. Uh, I don't know if I should call them veterans, but. Which yeah, Nina West. Nina West was the yeah. mother in Hairspray, and, and was incredible. And I got to oh, meet. She, was she? She was out of character, so West I got was... to meet him after the show, and it was a wonderful, lovely, wholesome moment. Nina West is absolutely so kind to anybody that wanted to talk, and it was really wholesome
2: and lovely to see. And we got a picture. Hey, Diane. Uh... I'm sorry, Dion, Dion, Dion Warwick is our new. uh, Yeah, new. She just needs the work really bad. Dion, uh, can you please strike from the record where I said season six? Uh, Nina West Mm. was season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Sorry about that for you. You 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 drag heads at home.
1: But do you think it's cool that I met Nina West? Is it I think the it's really cool. Most I'm most impressed you've ever. Be- I wasn't expecting to. It That's was one of the, the most
2: impressive ever been with something you told me, Zach. I got very excited.
1: <laughs> it was really cool, and they were so nice, like incredibly, overwhelmingly nice, and eye contact, and wanted and listened to what you had to say to them, and was one of those people that understands that people in moments like that have the thing that they've just got to tell the person. Yeah, and gives that person the time and space to do that. When it'd be so easy to be like, "Hi, snap a picture, sign your thing." Also, to take a moment to lock eyes and listen is incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so. And that it's
2: really happy to hear that because that was like. It is really happy to hear that they were super super. Yeah, it's 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 really happy for the world. (laughs) Zach, (laughs) it was Zachary. Nice
1: when people that don't have to be that nice are that nice. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get into the good place. This was a fun little preamble chat. I'm just yeah, it was. popping with energy today, I guess. Mm-hmm. This has been fun. Let's talk about The good I'm about place. to burst. Today, we're talking about <laughs> chapter eight, season one, episode eight of The Good Place, most improved player. Get ready for this. This episode was directed by Tristram Shapiro, who hey, is a big name for him. me and Steven, because our last podcast was about community, and he directed 24 episodes of community. But we'll get to that in a second. This is his only episode he directed of The Good Place. But this guy has an insane list of credits that I wrote down a bunch of. And I usually stick to the ones that shows that they directed multiple episodes of. There were He's so many lot of those. classic shows that he directed one episode of, too, that I'm not mm-hmm. going to mention. But he directed six episodes of I'm Alan Partridge. Are you familiar with Alan Partridge? Um, that sounds vaguely familiar, but like of the Partridge family? No, he's a British character played by a comedian, and he's done specials and series as this character for like thirty plus years. He's just like a staple of British comedy. Mm. Uh, and Tristram directed six episodes of I'm Alan Partridge, which made me think, isn't Tristram Shapiro the Britishest
2: name? Yes, there's not. There could not be a more
1: Tristram. Mm-hmm. He also directed 12 episodes of another British comedy highlight, Peep Show. Do you know Peep Show? I do know Peep Show. I think that show is the one where it's, like, filmed point of view. I is that correct? So. Yeah. Uh, he directed over here in the good old U.S. of A. Hey-o. Directed two episodes of Nurse Jackie, two episodes of Veep, five episodes of Workaholics... Three episodes of New Girl, four episodes of Parks and Rec, three episodes of Happy Endings, 24 episodes of Community, which I wrote down the highlights were Contemporary American Poultry, Paradigms of Human Memory, Mm -hmm. Pillows and Blankets, and Cooperative Polygraphy. Uh, Tristram directed the All Christmas bangers. film A Merry Friggin' Christmas with Joel McHale hey, and see- Robin Williams. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, and since then, he's directed five episodes of Brooklyn Nine 10 episodes of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and five episodes of Superstore. So what are ten a episodes? Is a
2: lot of episodes of Kimmy Schmidt. That's like a whole
1: season just about. Yeah. And speaking of whole season, he directed like more than half of season four of Community, like seven mm. of the thirteen episodes he directed, which is crazy. A lot shorter of a list, but just as impressive. The episode was written by Dan Schofield, who, in The Good Place, goes on to write Team Cockroach. He co-wrote Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent with Jen Statsky. He wrote The Brainy Bunch, and he wrote the episode The Answer. And outside of the show, he wrote one episode of Monk, one episode of A.P. Bio. And this is a really, really interesting credit. He was a writer on 371 episodes of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? That's incredible.
2: What the hell are you writing for that show?
1: Questions. The the dialogue of the host, I'm sure, is scripted. Oh, wow. Good for him.
2: And this episode. He was there for the Meredith Vieira years and the, uh, who else was there? I think Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel does it now? I think he did do it for a while. Wow.
1: That seems terrible. (laughs) Jimmy Kimmel. uh, I'm so excited for the Oscars and Jimmy Kimmel's hosting it. Again? Again. Didn't he do it? He did it the year where they royally fucked up and gave the Oscar to La La Land. Lily yeah. and I watched that clip just the other day because they had never oh, it's seen so, it. Really? It's I watched so it live. so awkward. I watched uh-huh. it like the morning after the video. And it's still probably the craziest thing that's happened in Oscars. They system, said, all
2: the white people off the
1: stage, Moonlight wins. And the guy being like, this is not a joke. Moonlight has one Best Picture being really yeah. matter of fact. Get up and they day. got to give more of their acceptance speech than I thought. They yeah. were like, two or three of them had given their acceptance speech uh-huh. and then Moonlight, it was a crazy moment. That and was Moonlight wild. is like a... Film about Black queer people and it's lights
2: great, and its moment was taken away. That's exactly what I, I like was going to say. I haven't it seen it. And really I it's oh, really good. Oh, it's so sad. good. mahersha Ali is amazing in it. There's He's a few a actors who actor. do a great job.
1: It's really sad that that movie and that win was as big as a win like Parasite or as big yeah. as a win like Everything Everywhere will probably be this year. And its moment is, is always. I'm sure a lot of people kind of just think that La La Land was the best picture that I'm year. sure. Anyway, back to Most Improved Player, this episode originally aired on October 27th, 2016, and let's get right into it. Time to shake off that rust, my friend, and remember that our first segment here is one of my favorites, where Stephen has 20 seconds to tell the audience, myself, and anyone who cares to listen, what happened this week on The Good Place, as well as you can for a grade. it's time, everyone, for Did Stephen Watch the Episode This Week?
2: Did Stephen watch the episode this week? I was going with like a Thomas the Train thing, but I wasn't sure if that was going to read. It didn't,
1: but I'm glad you explained it anyway. Do,
2: do, 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 do. I've got my timer ready. No, how are you feeling,
1: Ringo Starr? Are you ready to... <laughs> I wrote a song about an octopus. Are you ready to face the music? Do you think you can do it?
2: I think so. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that happens like sure. in the last 10 minutes of this episode that are going to sure. make it. I know the episode's only 20 minutes, but there's like a lot of stuff. So we'll see how I do, Zach. I'm going to do my best. That's all I can do, right? Right, and that made me excited to talk through the episode because my versions of the
1: episode is definitely longer every week. My yeah. episode was like 25 minutes this week. Oh,
2: man, so i 21.
1: I want you, when I describe something that you didn't see, I want you to call it out. Although that might just give away how little you were actually paying attention to the episode. It might be. <laughs>
2: All right, 20 <laughs> seconds around the clock. Are you ready? Gather yourself. Are you ready? I think so. I think I've got my game plan. Okay. Three, two, one. Go. Eleanor confessed last week, so now Michael is interviewing everyone to see if they are bad or good. So he's interviewing Eleanor, and she's we're going through her life, because Janet, after getting a bunch of cacti, got the right file. And Eleanor's bad, so he calls the train to come get her. But guess what? He thinks maybe she should stay, so he wants to keep her. Um, uh, and the bad place came. became... Fuck me in the goddamn throat. Zach, you threw me off with your goddamn... Don't show me the time. I don't
1: need to know the time. I absolutely see that argument, and that's why I stopped pretty quickly. My thought was purely on, I think that would be nice for the audience, since we're a Ah. video podcast, to see my stopwatch this time. That was why I did it. My thought was in no way that that would mess with you, and of course it did. So that will be considered into your... Pretty poor performance. It, it got it got real bad. You did get some details, but I don't know if any of them were complete at a time. It was like a little bit here and then the rest mm-hmm. of it maybe later. Uh I think that would have been like a C minus, but because of my folly, even though I hope now you understand why I did it, I, do. I was not I, trying to mess I with I hold you. no grudge, Zach. I'll bump you up to a C plus because of it.
2: Thank you. I, I think that the original score was fair. I think the adjustment is 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 generous i appreciate that it's not
1: very often that i would adjust but i think that's a reason why i (laughs) should never feeling great today yeah zach's like (laughs) i am where i am you can work around that i'm not getting back up and moving so do what you gotta do with me here firmly let's do some trivia i've got some questions for you a decent amount so let's just start it i'm gonna start off yeah go when was eleanor born and when
2: did she say she was born um, that was my first question too, okay. but she she says she's born in 1986, but she was really born in 1982. Do you remember month day? I uh, don't remember the month or the day. Yep. it was in you Phoenix, can, Arizona. Would have surprised October 14th. October. Damn, I was gonna say like September something. So. Yeah. Go ahead. But I didn't give me one um, before I take it. Where did Jason's friend Peanut? Have snitches get stitches tattooed? On the back of his tricep. Nice. That was one of my
1: questions as well.
2: This one is a little bit of a thinker,
1: and I hope mm-hmm. I got it right because I really tried. Yeah. How many cactuses do we see Janet summon? File of pictures, Damn. not counting.
2: I really, really And I really have the longer thought. cut
1: of the episode, so who knows?
2: Uh-huh. I really thought about making this a question, but I didn't know the answer, and I didn't want to rewind again. Take a guess. Eleven, no, because I am
1: asking purely how many do we see her summon. Oh, not, not how many including are on the, oh, the ones that that's are scattered like the office. That's impossible to count. Yeah, it's not six. That's close. It was four to my counting. Ooh, so okay. maybe we're both wrong. But four yeah. cactuses we saw her present to somebody. Because
2: one time she like gives like cacti. Three in one sorry, go, not cactuses, right? Doesn't she give like multiple in one go one time?
1: No, they go back and forth a bunch before she finally hands it to. Uh-huh. It's just one cactus.
2: Just one cactus. That's one of my favorite scenes in the in the season. It's so funny. Now, Janet, you I have the file behind my back. It's not a cactus. Yes. not a cactus. You're sure it's not going to be a cactus? And the little no. bloop.
1: <laughs> of course it's a cactus. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Janet. Go ahead. What's your next one? <laughs> uh, my next one, what is a churro dog?
1: That's one of my questions. It is a hot dog with two churros as a bun tied together by a Slim Jim. With an endless supply of ranch dressing
2: for dipping. Ugh. Your turn.
1: <laughs> I would try it for the vine. But Not I, the, I I don't buy want it as the the
2: ranch dressing. Everything else I'm down with. The Slim Jim? With yeah, the I Tril? love Slim Jims.
1: I would never buy it as a choice, but I would do it to say that I have climbed that mountain. You know what like I'm saying? Like that like it has me salivating right now. That sounds delicious. It sounds like some state fair food for sure. I'm a fan of the salty
2: sweet, so I'm all about it.
1: What are the examples Michael gives of vanity license plates? when he's giving his questionnaire to Ellen yeah, you got anything i i cuz there's the lexus one uh-huh.
2: there's the, the like not bmw it's like a different kind of car one and then there's the one that's like boob guy you got that one right yeah you got like one Lacey's half right,
1: lexus and you got one explicitly not right the first one was mama's bmw so it was BMW. Yeah. So you got, no, but you said it wasn't it's, BMW. It yeah. was another type of car. Yeah. So you got that one
2: like extra. Wrong. wrong. Yeah. Uh, On and the it right was Pat. Lexus for Liz. Lexus for Liz. And Boop Guy. You got that Boop one. Boop Guy. Your turn. Um, How much did Eleanor's friend sue the dry cleaner for? 900 for the dress and
1: 80 million for emotional <laughs> damage.
2: Yes. Emotional Next distress. Next one but I'll for take you.
1: It. What show did Tahani almost co host?
2: 360 with Anderson Cooper, her very yeah. shy friend.
1: Well, it is called Anderson Cooper 360.
2: Anderson Cooper 360. 360
1: with Anderson Cooper. So uh, you got I that one the UK just as version.
2: wrong as the BMW one. What does Tahani compare her feelings for Eleanor to? A stray cat uh, or a stray dog? Uh, I'll give it to you. It's uh, being fond of a street cat. Street cat. Sure. hmm Stray Cat, same thing. Stray
1: Dog Strut. How many pizzas and what kind did the Bad Place deliver to Michael? Was it like 60 Hawaiian pizzas or something like that? Hawaiian pizza, but it was 100. 100. Yeah, I like Hawaiian pizza. I don't like it, but I wouldn't take it away from anyone. It's because, in general, I'm very picky with sweet and salty mixes. Yeah. That's like the one thing that I am picky about. I'm not a very picky eater. Mm -hmm. So it's not my thing, but I can see why people like it for sure. Yeah.
2: Zach, we should go to the state fair this year.
1: Together, okay, sure, be fun.
2: I haven't been in a long time. Danny's never been. Let's go. It is super underwhelming, and I will go yeah.
1: because you spend way more money than it's worth. Yeah, but it is worth it's to such be an like experience. I'm gonna take two hundred dollars, and we're all gonna try all the foods.
2: Yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? We mm-hmm. should do that. I'll make That'd our money back in shirt. Carnival Game Wins.
1: Maybe exactly. make a little content out of it, a little
2: content. Exactly. Let's what do you
1: think look. they give you at the Carnival Game that you can spend money on? That's
2: just more money spent, my friend. Uh, but the value. I have a giant fucking squirtle sitting on my couch right now wearing a Snuggie that looks like a teddy bear. Do you? Do Yeah. You yeah. Do you that have any more questions?
1: Uh, no. I've got one more. What does Hit the Bad Place train... Food
2: car serve. Ooh, room temperature Manhattan clam chowder. Again, I feel like you'd do what you had to do. Yeah. If that were the case, you'd do what had to be done. I'd eat it. You'd take a couple bowls down. Yeah, I love clam chowder. Room temperature and Manhattan clam chowder? I don't know what the fuck that means, but. We've got some trivia
1: questions from some of our listeners that I would love to quiz
2: ourselves with this week. What do we got? All right. So these questions are from Sophia. Hello. Um, Sophia says, what year does Eleanor originally say she's born in? That's 1986. 1980. Oh, 86, right. 86 oh, Zach's actually... wrong. Bah, 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 bah. Drop the fucking confetti.
1: Miss Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let the record show that my intent was correct.
2: <laughs> Thanks, D. Thanks, DW. Do you think DW from Arthur is Dion Warwick? Well, before she grew up, yeah. Yeah, as right. a little kid. Arthur punched the shit out of her. Did you not that... know that Dion Warwick was raised by a family of anteaters? <laughs> that tracks. Um, what are the three examples of vanity licenses Michael List? Do Lexus you know Liz, them? Liz,
1: Mama's BMW, and Boob Guy.
2: Hey, you got it, Zach. That's a win.
1: Should I say you don't got to be a boob or ass guy. There's room for both. There's room for both. And testicles while we're at it. You can like it.
2: whatever you want. Yeah. Just let the trunk people get married. Yeah. Just don't put it on a vanity license plate. Exactly. How many cactuses in total does Janet give? Okay, we'll have our answer here.
1: Well, it just depends on
2: I'm how sticking with she 11. took that
1: <laughs> question. Because yeah. was she counting in the office or was she mm-hmm. counting the four that Janet presents? Probably the right. four. We'll um, see. Which celebrities did
2: Tahani name drop? Okay, so first she does Taylor Swift and Kanye West and her and best Beyonce. friend Beyonce. And Anderson. And then she Cooper. does Anderson Cooper. Is that it in this one? I think so. And it's okay. very
1: important that we'll talk about what the cube does in that moment. I think yeah, says a lot.
2: Totally. Okay. Trivia answers. Nineteen eighty six. Yep. Mama's BMW mm-hmm. Lexus for Liz and boob guy. Mm-hmm. Four cacti. Hey! Um, and then we the got the celebs right. Around. Tay-tay, no one's yay, ever gonna Beyonce, bring me down. And a coupe. Thank you. Thanks, Sophia. We'll hear Sophia from you for later those. in the program a little more. I think. Yeah. Our next email with some trivia comes from jennifer okay jennifer coolidge congrats on Recent the sag, sag winner. winner yeah um i do want to watch white lotus it looks sure. good i feel I've like heard it, you things. got it at this point yeah it's been recommended to me by lots of people yeah um all right trivia cues from jen one, uh, in what year did Eleanor say she was born? That would be 86. 1986. Not to be confused.
1: Wait, was 85 the Taylor Swift album? Or 89? 89, 89 1989. Was the, the Taylor? 1985 cut. is the Bowling for Soup joint slash mm-hmm. year
2: my sister was born. Oh, nice. Uh, in what year was Eleanor actually born?
1: 1982. 82.
2: No Bowling uh, for Soup songs for that one. No, none of that one. Uh, What TV show was Tahani invited to co-host? 360 with Anderson Cooper. (laughs) 360 Degrees with your host, Anderson Cooper. Um, What Arizona delicacy did Eleanor buy for her cousin's daughter, The churro dog. And why don't you tell us all about what's on it? Uh, The churro dog, you got your hot dog, but two churros for the bun. It's all tied together with a Slim Jim. And apparently there's unlimited ranch. I don't think that one was in mine. I don't think the ranch part was in my episode, if I'm being honest. It's, it's later. She says it, she goes back to it and says it. So oh, maybe they it and they didn't out. catch it. Then maybe it's probably definitely Same scene, not the different in episode. um Thank you for that trivia, friends, Romans, and countrymen. Uh, but now we're going to ask you to lend us your ears as we as we dive into the episodes. Like, Absolutely. That was a segue. What a smooth segue. Thank you. Call me Paul Blart.
1: Stephen, what did you think of this week's episode? Last week was one of th- was the best episode of the show so far. Yeah. How do you think they follow it up in this one?
2: This one is not quite I like if if I'm ranking my my faves of the season, this one would go behind last week's. sure, but that's not to take anything away from. I think it's a really good episode. I it think is. that it's a it's a departure from the the more active action of last week's episode and this one's sure. more of the tension building what's gonna happen. Um, but I think something cool about this episode that we'll touch on a lot is mm-hmm. this isn't a resolution. Because we don't really get resolutions in this show, no. But it it's a it's a kind of a new. It's like a reopening growth. They're yeah. like
1: tearing a hole in the wall of the show and yeah. moving forward through it.
2: And and I think For that the, first the way the episode times. starts that you're about to get into is so mm-hmm. brilliant because it starts the same way the first episode of the show does. Mm-hmm. And I think that it shows us this is a new Eleanor starting this section of her journey. And she's she's grown a ton, and that's that's really exciting. I think Michael's great, and, and the whole last sequence of the episode mm-hmm. at, at, it creates so many more questions, mm-hmm. gives some answers, and and create. I think this show does cliffhangers about as well as any show that I've ever seen. Yeah, and and this episode for a comedy, is like a whole, especially for a yeah,
1: network great. comedy, probably definitely the best cliffhangers of any show. Yeah, and with consistent cliffhangers that work. The only show I can think of that also kind of did that would be like The Last Man on Earth. Kind of mm. did that a
2: little bit. I like. I only that saw show. the first few episodes of that show. I know you really liked it.
1: Um, okay, so this episode I thought was really good. I think you're right. It's not quite as good as last week's, but I really like how this is kind of the first of a type of episode. The Good Place does a lot. Mm -hmm. I feel like there are a lot of episodes where our core four are in Michael's office or are in Mm -hmm. some type of office and the clock is ticking and they've got to solve a problem. And that's what this episode is and does really well. And I think it's quite genius how in a show where time doesn't matter because they're dead, Mm -hmm. consistently in this show we feel the ticking clock of actions have to be taken decisions have to be made or everything blows up and that's great i think that's really impressive and you're right the beginning of the episode is solid because it mirrors the first moments of the very first episode you'd be right to maybe even confuse it for the beginning of the first episode Mm -hmm. until you see the look on eleanor's face she's awaiting an answer but there's no gleeful hope in her eye like there was in the first one. Uh, she's waiting on bad news. Mm-hmm. Eleanor's waiting for Michael. I like how even the music, it mimics the music of the first episode, but then there's like a sour chord yeah. that kind of tells you what to feel in this moment. It sets the mood really well. We learn a lot here that what Michael is most worried about is a lot less Eleanor or the actions that she's done or where she ends up, and just a lot more on... There's never been a mistake like this before, and how could that have possibly happened? Yeah. Which I think is interesting. He begins asking her questions, and Eleanor has a nice moment where she's like, well, what you had about how I died was totally me, but everything else was wrong. And when I heard, Eleanor, you're in the good place, you don't have to worry about it, how was I supposed to know that that was a mistake and that I should speak up right away? she's trying to paint the picture of is what I did really that wrong yeah um, of course she's been holding on to this information for a <laughs> long time so it was kind of wrong what she did uh, mm-hmm. but it's a nice moment we learned that Eleanor has lied about her age so much throughout her life that even when asked in a in a place where she needs to be truthful she doesn't even know that's wild do you think there are people who really have that yeah absolutely I think there are definitely people that as they get older, they kind of stop keeping track of how old they are and have to mm-hmm. realize, wait, am I 55, 6, 7? I'm not sure.
2: Yeah. But I we're think still in there are in people that who phase. lie about their age, though. I, I don't know. I I absolutely have said the wrong age sometimes, even at at the ripe old age of 25. Sometimes well, I we're get it Well, we're just starting
1: to get to that point where each year isn't a Less landmark anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, 25, 26. Damn, fuck, 26, yeah. huh? That's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. So Michael calls in Janet with the file. Janet, it's another amazing Janet episode because Janet last week was murdered and her system is rebooting and it's rebooting very slowly. So Eleanor kind of has a little bit of leeway as Michael can't just get the file with all of Eleanor's information in it from Janet because Janet doesn't know what anything is. She comes into Michael's office and is like, what's that? What's that? What's this? And starts like shaking with a tree and playing with it, which is so cute. And when Michael asks Janet for the file, he she gives a cactus, and that's the running thing in this episode: is that every time Janet needs to give someone something, she's so certain that she has the right thing, and time <laughs> after time again, it is a cactus.
2: Every time a cactus. <laughs> Michael Once, says, "This twice, might take a while." Janet a goes. "Whee!" <laughs> and that's what cuts
1: into the little theme thing. Really so funny. funny. So since Michael can't get the information the easy way, he has to use a litmus test, uh, like the old-fashioned way out of a book, Mm -hmm. instead of through a Janet system. Did your episode have the bit about like the nomadic Mongolian edition of the test? No. There's a part where first he grabs the wrong book, and he opens it up, and he's like, Have you ever tried to slaughter a kinsman's yak? That's so funny! Says, what? He's like, oh, sorry, I grabbed the nomadic Mongolian edition. <laughs> and he goes through his books. He's like, OK, North American version. And no, that's up. so funny. So that's your first misbit, I guess. That's it is really funny. funny. They're usually funny jokes that you can get why they were cut out of an episode. Yeah. Because they don't really add anything. But they are usually some of the funniest jokes. Um, OK, so we'll, let's go through the questions that Michael asked Eleanor and kind of questioned them.
0: Question number one. Did you ever commit a serious crime? Such as murder, sexual harassment, arson, or otherwise? No. Did you ever have a vanity license plate like Mama's BMW, Lexus for Liz, or Boob Guy? No. Did you ever reheat fish in an office microwave? Ew, no. Have you ever paid money to hear music performed by California funk rock band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers? No. Did you ever take off your shoes and socks on a commercial airline? And socks? Ew, who would do that?
1: The first one was, did you ever commit a serious crime like murder, sexual harassment, arson, or otherwise? That's a pretty given of a question.
2: Yeah, pretty easy no for most of us.
1: Uh, Did you ever have a vanity license plate? What do you think about the notion of having a vanity license plate? Is it ever okay? (laughs) No. (laughs) Unless you are like, no. No. Is no. doing it sarcastically okay? Or is doing it just
2: doing it? Doing it is still doing it. You're contributing to the problem.
1: My mother has a vanity license plate What's on it her say? convertible car. It's
2: awful. It's horrible. She. I hope it, it says know, Zachy's mom. You don't
1: know how hard it was when she was like, did you see my license plate? <laughs> like excited about it? And I was like,
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> it says gratitude with the number two. <laughs> That's so wholesome. No, it isn't. It's horrible. It's <laughs> awful.
2: <laughs> why?
1: I just don't like it.
2: But <laughs> why Yeah, who what is, gave her that? What idea? does she
1: have to be grateful for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man.
2: That's uh, really fantastic.
1: Did you ever reheat fish in an office microwave? I feel like Steven would do that if he had to. I'm trying to think. Maybe not you haven't. I but would
2: absolutely if I fish. If your leftovers you that you brought to up. eat for
1: lunch was fish, you would heat it up. I
2: would. I have not, but I
1: would. But I'm not really a person that just immediately finds the fish smell negative or abhorrent. I don't mind no. it.
2: I have uh, opened Monster three XL mm-hmm. uh, very fishy smell uh, <laughs> three three XL uh, Slim Jims in the office. Oh, though. I was thinking and energy drink. Smell. That is a smell. You
1: like smell. a girthy slim jim? I you like a, a gnaw thick, through tree a slim jim. Slim jim.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you ever paid money to hear music played by California funk rock band the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Great question. I, I definitely would. went through a Chili Peppers phase and I am yeah, definitely on the other side of that these days. Really? I, I still like are their horrible. good stuff. For real bull. What a papa doopadipa doopadipa. Sipadupa
2: <laughs> I like Under the Bridge and no. Californication. Like, no. They suck. And little girls from Sweden dream of silver screen flirtation.
1: I do think that Eleanor would go to their concert, though. She says yes. no, but I think she would.
2: I would go to a Red Hot Sleep Peppers concert. This is a
1: good one. Were you ever a waiter and when seeing a customer who had eaten his or her food, you said sarcastically, guess you hated it. Oh, that wasn't in my episode. But isn't that the worst when a waiter comes by? It's like, oh, guess you guys hated it. Yeah, I don't,
2: I don't, I don't like that. I don't like. Don't, don't speak to me if you're the help. Like honestly, (laughs) just, just do your job. I'll do mine. Or I'm. You know how I feel about Uber drivers, Zach.
1: But with the waiter, I like to give the the aura of you don't have to do the corny weight service stuff with me. yeah you can ask me what do you want here's some more to drink here's the thing and if I'm you talk to give me, you, say what you a 20
2: tip whether you're good or bad that does not affect that for me i will tip you the same so i will tip
1: someone more for better service but yeah. i'll tip the same no matter where i go
2: yeah Absolutely. it's always 20 even because i'm like you could be having a bad day i don't really care you're bringing me my stuff as long as i see you more than once the entire evening
1: now, Lil and I had an experience not long ago where we were at a restaurant for like two hours. Mm-hmm. It was in Anderson, and yeah. it was like a half hour before anyone came to our table to ask us if we oh, wanted that's a drink. It was that. another half hour until we got our food order taken, uh, and Ugh. then it was another hour until we got our food, and we never got any refills. Yeah, and I'm never that. like a complaining person, but I was like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the next question was, have you ever taken off your shoes and socks on a commercial airplane?
2: I I get so mad. So I'm going to out Danny M. Lugo right now. Don't do it, Danny. She takes her shoes off. Not her socks. But she takes her shoes off on the plane, and I don't fuck with that. Yeah, not cool. That's a no-go for me.
1: I can, like, get why someone thinks they can do it because it's a getting comfortable for a long drive thing. But you've got to be socially aware that... Even if you don't have stinky feet, your feet probably do stink and nobody wants to see your socks or your I don't want to
2: see your socks or sh- I don't want I don't want any of well, that. Well, now Steven,
1: Steven, wants to see
2: all of the the socks.
1: Yeah, give me the piggies. I <laughs> But you're right, that's pretty bad. Yeah, Uh, Michael stresses, because Eleanor takes it seriously and gets the questions right, but is kind of like, what do these questions Mm -hmm. matter? Who does take their shoes and socks off? And Michael stresses to her that people in the bad place do all these things. Yeah, And if you don't do everything right from now on, you're going to be one of those people stuck in the situation. And it's going to be horrible. (laughs) So Eleanor asks Janet for water to calm down and receives another cactus. So good. Outside in the waiting area, Chidi and Tahani are discussing the situation, and Tahani is pretty dead set on what Eleanor did was wrong, it's caused a lot of stress, getting rid of her is the right thing to do, and I like that Chidi still kind of uh, questions that and is like, maybe consider what Eleanor is going through, yeah, and how this has all felt for her. And when you're talking to Michael, try to think about how hard that was, which I think is really cool.
2: I Cheedy is just the bestest boy at all times you know he he cares about Eleanor and he's he's so shocked at her confession mm-hmm. that I think he's he more so than even herself is seeing how much she's grown already well not really everybody positive. knows
1: that Cheedy knows practically yeah. nobody knows that Cheedy knows
2: mm-hmm. right I think yeah, she can Jason. really feel for Cheedy. She says that she'll do it
1: for Chidi, and then compares it to when her friends Taylor, Kanye and Beyoncé had their little foible. Exactly. Do you think Tani would still be friends with Kanye
2: or would that look too bad? That would look too bad. Look pretty but bad. she would but she would secretly still be his friend because she'd want <laughs> his admiration.
1: Sure. Uh, Michael asks Eleanor back in the office, uh, continuing the questions if she'd ever been on or cared about any of the Bachelor shows, which I think is really funny. It's and really I wanted funny. to know if you are that
2: type of person. I hate okay. the Bachelor shows. I and I actively bully my coworkers that like it.
1: And I'm down more than your average bear for a good reality competition sure. show. That is not one of them. <laughs> Janet shows up with the file. It's a really funny moment. <laughs>
0: Michael, good news. I was able to obtain Eleanor Shellstrop's file. Is it actually a cactus? I don't understand. I want to see the file for Eleanor Shellstrop. Is that what you have, or do you have a cactus? I have the file. You're sure? You have the file, and and not a cactus? That is correct. I have Eleanor Shellstrop's file. I do not have a cactus. Excellent. Please, give me the file. Here you go. Thank you, Janet. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) So Eleanor thinks this means that she's doing well and that they can just call it a day because Janet doesn't have the answers, so let's just yeah. quit it here. But Michael is so caught on the mistake that's been made in this mistake-free world that he can't just let it be. So he brings mm-hmm. out something he's never had to do before. He brings out the lie detector cube, which I think is just one of those great good place
2: inventions of a yeah. delightful
1: visual that serves a great purpose.
2: Well, and I think that something that the show takes advantage of in the best way is is this is like, we don't have to be bound by any of the inventions or rules of Earth because we're not mm-hmm. there anymore. You know, this is the good place. They have everything. Yeah. They've been around for an unfathomable amount of time mm-hmm. and have created everything they could possibly need for any situation. So I, I love it. I think that it's mm-hmm. great when they a do stuff like A very well-realized
1: this. world, for sure. Mm-hmm. And Eleanor opens it with, he says, tell a lie about yourself. Tell the truth about yourself. And we learned that Eleanor hates the opera and she loves women's MMA.
2: Women's MMA is is great. I watch a lot of MMA. Well, I Watched a boxing event yesterday. Logan Paul sure. took his first. Was it, wait Jake or Lo, Jake? I Paul. don't know. I think Logan's a wrestler now. Okay, so Jake Paul took his first loss of his career against Tommy Fury. Uh, mm-hmm. entertaining event, I guess. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it illegally. I don't. I don't pay for pay per view fights, but I do watch them illegally online.
1: You heard that? Our police demographic? (laughs) Yeah, all the cops that listen to this show. Yeah. (laughs) We'll take money from anyone. Come on. Yeah. We will (laughs) gladly, for the right price point, say, this show was brought to you by the so-and-so police department of (laughs) Omaha, Nebraska. Boy, do we love our... No. Throw us money. We'll take it. Eleanor can't lie about anything anymore because of this lie detector thing. There's no point. But she kind of still gets out of it because she says, no, she didn't murder Janet, which is true. Yes, she knows who did it, which is true. And no, she won't say who did it, which is true. Uh, But Michael assures her that, of course, it would be one of her friends then. And he's going to interview everyone. And it's going to be found out who murdered Janet. And that person will be reviewed and judged
2: and maybe sent to the bad place in the same way Mm -hmm. as Eleanor,
1: which is really scary.
2: Well, and I think for the first time, Eleanor is thinking, oh, no, because of this, I could get someone else sent to the bad place now, too, which is a terrifying thought for her. Of course, Cheedy doesn't deserve to go
1: there, and he would be the one that does. So she goes outside, and immediately Cheedy thanks Eleanor for saying the right thing and for confessing. Uh, But Eleanor tells him this isn't good. It's only a matter of time before they find out he's the one that murdered Janet. I like in this scene how it's casually revealed that Jason's been in the background the whole time in the waiting room. He's just like in a corner.
2: Jason's really funny in this episode, too. Jason is really funny in this episode. He doesn't get a ton of moments, but the ones he does get are so hilarious.
1: Which is mostly the right way to use the character, I think. Agreed. Uh, Eleanor tells them that all three of them, Cheaty, Eleanor, and Jason, might be sent to the bad place because of this. Because now mm-hmm. that one tether's been pulled, everything is going to come out and yeah. they're all going to face the music for it. Eleanor casually drops a Kant reference and said that any lying would be wrong. So maybe she should just be honest, or maybe Cheaty mm-hmm. should just be honest. But on the other hand, snitches do get stitches. <laughs>
2: I, and that's, that's, I like that, you know, that they added Eleanor is learning. She's growing. She can casually drop uh a, a ethics reference like that. It's it's great. It's the like proudest that.
1: moment of Chidi's life, as he might be <laughs>
2: being sent to the bad place.
1: Tahani is questioned by Michael and doesn't really give him anything. She just kind of has a roundabout way of saying Eleanor should probably be sent to the bad place, but won't say anything directly. She just, like, circles around a thing. Uh... I like how they use the lie detector cube to pretty much confirm all of Tahani's name drops are true.
2: Yeah, which it's is one of my favorite dream. Tahani things because it seems like she's lying and she's doing all these things like constantly. But no, she truly she did live the life she said. But
1: she's not a, a liar. No. Absolutely. <laughs> and then it ends, of course, with Michael saying, thank you, Tahani. You've been a great help. And she hasn't. So well, the thing turns out That red, was really funny. And Michael gets a little embarrassed. That was cute. Cheedy and Eleanor are preparing Jason for questioning. And this is my favorite Jason line in the whole episode. I hope it was in your cut. When he says, don't worry, I got you. I'll just tell Michael you're the bomb and he's got a dope soul and hella ethics. And he'll be all danggy on you. You just freaked my bean for real. Was that No, in that wasn't in
2: my episode at all.
1: It was my favorite Jason line of the That's whole episode. That's
2: so funny. You just freaked my bean for real. Freaked my bean for
1: real. And Eleanor's like, we've got to make sure he doesn't say that. <laughs> and they tell him about the cube and he thinks it's the all spark from transform yes that which does episode? look like that it does chidi tells him to only smile and nod when being interviewed by michael and what i'd like to say is a little bit later this episode goes in a different direction but i kind mm-hmm. of would have enjoyed the version of this episode that just takes place questioning
2: yeah i agree like a
1: bodily episode because the first half of it kind of is Mm-hmm. Johnny goes in for questioning. Michael's office now is just cluttered with cactuses. There's <laughs> dozens of cactuses. Jason sticks to the nodding and smiling like Chidi told him to, but it makes all of his answers really vague. Michael's trying to figure out, well, should she? yes, she should stay, or yes, she should go. And then while Michael's pondering his existence, uh, Jason can't help but touch a cactus. And I want to talk about this scene in the spoiler episode. Uh, segment at the end of the podcast but jason can't help but touch a cactus and hurt himself and he says ouch and that's enough to tell michael that no he's gotta stand strong and he's gotta do (laughs) the right thing and he sends off jason for helping him and jason wants the cactus and he leaves with the cactus which is so cute cute. before michael can call in cheaty, which would just end everything if he tells any of the truth janet brings michael the real file and, and I and file. I kind of
2: wish that that they at least had gotten Chidi in the room when when that happened, and like maybe even done just a just to the where moment
1: like, where he's gonna confess. And exactly. Then Janet pops, then Janet in,
2: pops sure. up, but then outside the room, you just see Michael like burst open the door, and he's like, "Eleanor, get in here." But it's just because he brought the file. I think something I agree like with that you. could have been funny and added a little bit of tension. But to
1: he it. he calls Eleanor back into the office. The file, we know it's gonna be something cactus related because it can't just be that easy. It's supposed to be full of Eleanor's life events, but it's just filled with dozens of pictures of the same cactus. (laughs) Different angles, really funny. Uh, But at the end, there's like fragmented bits of what it's actually supposed to be, because Janet is starting to come to, and it has... So,
2: let me tell you something, Zach. Sure. Cactus pictures not in my episode. No file of cactus pictures? No file of cactus pictures in my episode. It's just the file. It's just the file. That sucks. I know, he goes right in with talking about her uh, niece because in my episode janet brings the file and he flips
1: through it and it's just a bunch of pictures of the same cactus but at the end it's fragmented bits yeah of the i don't thing. think that that was in mine. doesn't that make so much more story sense to include yes. that so, yeah, uh, it has just little details of Eleanor's life, her highest and lowest point values, which then yeah. brings up that Eleanor spent time with her cousin's daughter, Julie, going to the mall and enjoying churro dogs. And even though the churro dogs discussed Michael, the point is nice. Yeah. But then there's the bad thing that happened, which gets us into this week's big Backstory segment of the episode Mm -hmm. Michael brings up a t-shirt company, which Eleanor just starts clamming up and cringing and oh We don't have to talk about that. Yeah, I'll tell you but don't judge me That's (laughs) Literally what we're doing what we're doing here So we get into the flashback of the episode which I remember when this originally aired It was another one of those flashbacks that I didn't really give a shit about Mm. But in hindsight, I do think it sheds enough light on the situation to be worthwhile Eleanor, she wants it to start off by explaining that she has this really awful roommate named Madison who has vanity plates, uh, Mm -hmm. just unlikable, and she won't let Eleanor borrow this fancy dress because she has some stupid reason that she can't. And, of course, Eleanor does borrow the dress and tries to put it on and rips it. We then learned that later on, when Madison discovers the rip in her dress, that Eleanor keeps quiet and lets Madison think that it's the fault of the dry cleaner and goes on to sue them for... Eighty million and nine hundred dollars bankrupting them and putting them out of business, which is really bad, really bad. Yeah. And Michael is like, wow, that's so bad. But wait, this story is about T-shirts, isn't it? (laughs) So there's more to it. It gets worse. Well, and I love that
2: framing device. It reminds me of one of my favorite episodes of Psych where Mm. they show up at his dad's house and are like, bad things. And it's like, well, then you stopped there, right? And then it just keeps progressively getting worse. I think it's a funny joke.
1: Well, it's a great way because kind of the whole second act of the episode is this flashback instead yeah. of cutting to and from it throughout the episode, which I think works pretty well I for think this so case. Too. Even though I just said I would have liked the bottle episode version, I do like what they did here with yeah. the flashback. They do occasionally remind us that what's going on in the office is going on and that mm-hmm. Eleanor is the one telling the story to Michael. So Video of Madison... Yelling at the dry cleaners goes viral and the internet starts calling her the dress bitch, which feels mm-hmm. very much like something that would still happen today. Yeah. And Eleanor kind of takes this as her excuse since Madison was terrible to just yeah. put the blame on so her. Like, oh, this isn't
2: my fault. And to yeah. wash
1: your hands of it, which I don't know. Maybe I could have excused because of how egregiously Madison If it had Madison stopped there, works. yeah. Even she's... though – right.
2: She has, instead, a, she has a, a vanity plate, Zach. She's she's bad.
1: They realized <laughs> that they could make a lot of money if they make T-shirts of her as the
2: dress bitch. And well, and it almost do. seems like Eleanor kind of said it jokingly,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then when the T-shirts show up, she's like, "Oh, this? so we're doing this?" Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't fight it that hard. But it's she all does because of her. Well, she definitely
1: takes her share of the money and buys yeah. the same dress with it. Exactly, which is that shitty. <laughs> That was pretty shitty. <laughs> and that story is enough, even though, you know, like in
2: the grand scheme of a life. It wasn't murder or anything. No,
1: but it, it, it is character defining. Well, sure. and
2: because the ripple effect of her not telling the truth about the dress, those people lost their business and, you know. And her friend, even if she is a terrible vanity, plate, had her reputation ruining, ruined. And...
1: Her life was ruined in a way that might have been coming either way, but didn't need to happen that way or that severely. Yeah. Uh, I always can't help but feel a little bad for the people that go viral for doing something. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, I think of that cop lady who had sex with everybody in the office. And now d- d- her face was just yeah, I've everywhere. Seen the memes. Yeah. Her face was just everywhere. And after a while, I'm like, no, like, ugh, she got fucked. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. It makes me mad when people dogpile on mm-hmm. a regular, everyday person who is not used to everyone on the internet knowing what they look like. Yeah. Now their whole life is going to be affected by an affair yeah like in a way that it shouldn't have been that's how this feels Mm -hmm. and just that story is enough for michael to break out the question eleanor do you think that you belong in the good place and eleanor doesn't have to think about it she says no which shows her growth but i don't know she is got so michael calls the bad place did you get the bit where he calls them and gets tricked by the answering machine a couple times no not at all he calls the bad place on this like weird cube phone-looking thing. Well, he and, he like call in, in mine, he just calls him and Trevor picks up right away. No, Trevor picks up like, hey, it's the bad place. And Michael's like, okay, I'm Michael from apartment so from neighborhood so-and-so, the architect. And it's like, <laughs> gotcha, this is the answering machine. <laughs> Leave a message, and then he starts nice. again. My name is Michael, I'm from Neighborhood So-and-so. And then it goes, just kidding, we are actually here. Got you twice. And then he says a third time. I'm Michael. I'm from neighborhood so and so. We've got Eleanor. I'm sure you're looking for her. You can yeah. come get her. That's all that you got.
2: No, I got like Trevor actually answered and like, that's say, so what? weird. Yeah, interesting. The uh, fake voicemail is a running gag on Archer that's really funny. Oh, but it's the, the worst really thing if anybody actually does it. I would never forgive anyone. I'd never. I would. I would never. Because you speak will? to them again.
1: You will fall for it. Oh, uh, hello? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Just kidding. That's the worst. And I would hang up and never talk to them again. Bad behavior. Okay. The Bad Place train arrives, and we meet Trevor and his posse. Uh, and It immediately, like, sends fear into the neighborhood. You see people, like, running away from their presence. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I thought Adam Scott as Trevor in this episode is great. I think this is the perfect kind of role for him. I, I I like Parks and Rec a lot, but I much prefer him as the asshole. Severance I think he is plays really it good. So you well. should
1: watch Severance. I've heard it's really good. I it is really it. good. He's the star of that. But you're right. He plays this character so well, this weaselly, nasty dude. Uh, he gives Michael the jar of nuts prank that's classic, yeah. and he opens the nuts, and it's a bunch of like flaming Oh, the fire snakes.
2: snake ate the nuts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're too nice to prank. It was really funny.
0: Hi, you look like a piece of crap, are, are you Eleanor? Dude, you're like a legend in the Bad Place. You're, check this out. Huh?
2: That's Pretty great, right?
1: And that Trevor's wearing a dress bitch shirt, which is My a God. really funny touch. Uh, But Trevor also doesn't know how this mistake could have possibly happened. Mm -mm. Uh, But he does know that Eleanor belongs with them and he grabs her and takes her to start the train. But Michael says, no, that's not quite fair. Let's give Eleanor just a little bit of time to say goodbye. And Trevor's like, oh, you nice people. And they agree to give Eleanor 30 minutes to say goodbye, but only 30 minutes so Trevor doesn't miss any of The Bachelor. Yeah. Oof. So back home, Eleanor gets a second to pack her bags and tells Chidi, a really important moment here, how much it sucks that she has to go to the place where all the murderers go and that maybe there should just be a medium place for people who kind of suck in a cool way. Mm -hmm. And Chidi agrees with her and apologizes that that's not the case. Um, And she apologizes to him for dragging him into it and for never doing the laundry slash tricking him into doing (laughs) the laundry, which of course she was never tricking him. (laughs) <laughs> he like I asked you to stop many times this episode doesn't have any moments as sweet as the previous episode did but it is sweet when she offers him a handshake a fake soulmate handshake yeah. and he goes for the hug that was a really, really nice sweet moment. and then Jason and Tahani show up to say goodbye in a sweet moment where Tahani just like she couldn't flat out admit that Eleanor belongs in the bad place she can't mm-hmm. flat out admit that they're friends and that, no. that she'll miss her but in a way that read to me is cute in this mm-hmm. moment, for sure.
2: Yeah, I thought it was really cute because they have a really cute friendship. Yeah. And I think that, that this is like a is frenemy like heavy some on of the, the friendship budding. Mm-hmm. relationship kind of.
1: Yeah, it's cute. And I love the way after Tahani saying she's like a street cat and everything, that then as they stop hugging, Tahani's like, oh, goodbye forever. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. And then Giannu gives quiet, a few word wisdom to Eleanor and tells her, I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you walk away. (laughs) Which was a really great moment. So cute. Which Eleanor's like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. Okay, so Chidi walks Eleanor to the train and hands her off to Trevor. Trevor pretends to be, like, impressed with Chidi and the work that he did, but then it's mm-hmm. like, blah, 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 moving on. Okay, don't care. And tells Eleanor, you should smile more. You have such a pretty smile, which is Ugh. just disgusting. Yeah. Bad. Men, I shouldn't have to tell you this, but don't tell a lady to don't smile. Don't tell a lady to smile. I hope Jesus you don't. Christ. Gross. Mm-hmm. We The stuff we learn about the bad place train is just so perfect. How it's going to make thousands of stops for literally no reason. And also you'll notice it's very hot in here and it'll get one degree hotter every time you think about it. And Eleanor just shudders a little bit. And my favorite moment of Trevor the whole episode is his point. You thought about it. <laughs> I think that's so funny.
2: I think it's really clever because it's just going to keep going up. It's evil. And, and I like when they do bad place things that are so like – small scale evil that it's it's so funny. Irritating
1: and unavoidable are the mm-hmm. types of evils. Now we do know that they have penis deflating monster yeah. or whatever that they have some really intense torture, but they have so perfected everything that just is nails on a chalkboard to yeah. any human and that would be one of them. If it just got hotter and hotter every time you thought about it, that'd be Mm -hmm. horrible. And it would start as light torture, but that would get to massive torture. Yeah, it would. Because then you just can't stop thinking about it, and it can't stop getting hotter. That'd be awful. It'd be terrible. We're almost to the end of the episode. Chidi rushes into Michael's office, which is now just cluttered with pizzas because the bad place delivered (laughs) all these Hawaiian pizzas as a prank, which is super funny. The type of... Back and forth between the good place and bad place representatives is even Mm -hmm. more funny than the torture because it's like – it's like – it's like Michael's the dean of the college and Trevor's like the frat leader. Absolutely. Chidi comes in and can't help but confess that he murdered Janet and knew about Eleanor this whole time and uses this as hopefully leverage as a way to explain that Eleanor – after her life, has been learning and improving. I thought this was a great Chidi A great scene. scene. Mm-hmm. This mistake is more Michael's fault than Eleanor's. Yeah. And Michael can't help but agree and says that You told me that too, which really <laughs> confuses Chidi. And Chidi talks Michael into finding some way to help Eleanor, even though there's no award for most improved player, which, nice, like saying the title yeah. of the episode in the dialogue. They said the thing! Michael realizes that just sending her to the bad place isn't solving and getting rid of the issue at the at the root of all this. So the train's starting to take off, and Eleanor's going off to the bad place and Michael rushes to stop it and take Eleanor off the train until they solve the mystery. Uh, but Trevor mentions the big cliffhanger from the episode that until they learn what it is that This whole time, there's been the real Eleanor. Of course there's been the real Eleanor. The charitable, uh, humanitarian Eleanor who has been in the bad place while this Eleanor shellstrop has been in the good place. Mm -hmm. And now the people in the good place who didn't know this have that weighing on their shoulders. That the more they try to prove Eleanor's spot in the good place, the more the true good Eleanor is being pushed into the bad place. Yeah. And as we meet the quiet, meek, uh, ratted, clothing Real Eleanor. That's how the episode ends. There's this nice person who is in the bad place. Not only was Eleanor maybe gonna send Chidi and Jason to the bad place, she has sent someone else. Sent someone else there, and so did Michael. Mm -hmm. And it's a really interesting way to end the episode. Of course, all of this is filtered by what we know moving forward in the show. And we'll talk about the spoilers in a second. Mm -hmm. But if I can put myself back in the shoes of not knowing what happens, it's a wonderful way to raise the stakes when it feels like they've already been raised to season finale highs and -hmm. we've still got like five episodes, which is great. Steven, tell me your thoughts about the episode now that we've discussed it. What do
2: you think? You know, I think it's, it's, it's a great one. I, I I would put it probably in my top three or four of the season. That sounds right. So far. Yeah, so far. Um, but I, I think that it does a great job moving the story along in ways that you wouldn't yeah. necessarily expect. I think the good Eleanor um, or the bad place, the Eleanor that was supposed real to be Eleanor. in the good place, that's yeah. a great reveal. I remember mm-hmm. being like, oh, shit. Like, I never had even considered that as a possibility. But it makes so much episode.
1: sense, of course. Mm-hmm. Wh- why did we not think, where is the real Eleanor? She's yeah, been in the like, bad place, a suffering. Person.
2: And it and it's, it's such a good twist, and I think that it it sets up um kind of this this new territory that we're in where the mm-hmm. the bad place people are going to stay in the good place for a while now there's two eleanors and mm-hmm. i'm sure the bad place we got to take somebody back you know so yeah. i think it's it's going to be interesting
1: I think this episode does all the things that you need for a Great Good Place episode because it has these big story questions that are introduced that change everything. It has incredible world building that makes this world that we're living in a little bit bigger by seeing what's actually going on in the bad place just a little bit and, Mm and learning a little bit more about the train's connectivity to all the different ports of this universe or whatever. And it has great moments for all four of our humans, for Eleanor, for Jason, for Tahani, and Chidi. Uh, sure. It doesn't live up to the highs of last week's mid season, like climax episode, yeah. but it has all the things you need for a great good place episode.
2: So I don't really have anything bad to say about it at all. I'm super excited for it setting up. Cause I think that the, the bad place crew when they're in the good place is yeah. so funny. So, yeah. so, so funny. And I'm excited that we get to get that now.
1: Well, we'll be talking about that next week. But before Mm. we do, and before we get into our last little bits, let's talk spoilers for a second. So we're going to talk spoilers, everyone. If you don't want to know what happens next, skip ahead a few minutes. We'll be talking about our good place, bad place decision. But right now, we're in the spoiler room. The first thing I want to talk about is Jason. What torture of Jason Michael is performing in that room with the cactus. Like, even... Pushing the cactus closer to Jason. Yeah, so he knowing touch it he's going to touch his it. Finger. I thought that was devious, and I yeah, thought it was great. very
2: devious.
1: And also torturing Jason with the, well, should she stay or should she not stay? And Jason can't do anything. He can't talk
2: because he wants to talk really so
1: bad. Uh, also, yeah, let's talk about how, of course... The real Eleanor is one of the same demons that everyone in the neighborhood has made. Who out of. I
2: think has some really funny beats coming up in the Probably next couple the main seasons with demon, her.
1: like yeah, outside of our one. core cast, that she has a place in the show and we'll see a lot of her. And how you've been watching the overacting demons, yeah. that is this character. That's so her. And so there's it's a lot so of funny. that. I was just brought else?
2: to Danny when later in the show when she gets the, the limp and nobody gives a shit. It's yeah. so funny.
1: Now how about the Michael rescuing Eleanor of it all. So What's your angle on is, that
2: as torture? This is where it gets, you know, everything messed up because the one thing that Michael didn't predict was Eleanor confessing. So he has to concoct this whole new plan, you know, with all the demons. And part of it was okay. Let's put them through the torture of of having her confess and figuring out all this stuff. Sure, we're going to keep thinking somebody's going to the bad place. I think it's all part of it. Part of the torture is her thinking she's going and saying, wait, stop. Now we're going to torture her with the fact that she sent someone else there. And, and that's just going to continue this cycle, uh, through the rest of this season and into the next one. Well, and I think that it's very, very deviously smart by Michael. Well,
1: it certainly is torture. If you know what's going on, you don't read it as Michael's really having a change of heart. Yeah. He's also torturing Chidi in taking away his out of the situation by making him confess and now maybe he's gonna go to the bad place and now he's stuck knowing the other yeah, it's it's grand torture and really truly the long game because Mm -hmm. they know they can't send Eleanor to the real bad place because they're in the bad place. They're in the bad place. There can't be somewhere for the train to show up because there isn't really. They're already in it. You know they could go to a different bad place neighborhood, I suppose, but this is all just chess and drawing it out as long as they can. But as a first-time viewer, it feels so immediate, and the the danger that the characters are in feel as real to us as it does to them when it's all just the long con, and it's so, so smart. So clever. Love it. Anything else? Spoilers? Do you want to move on? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about our good place, bad place deliberations. We do this every week if you're new. We're going to talk about, just based on this episode, who we think earns a spot in the good place and who we think earns a spot in the bad place. But I have an idea. Mhm. A lot of times I make these decisions on the fly. Should we open with
2: our written in
1: answers? Yeah, let's
2: do it. And I might even let that sway me. Okay, so this one's from Sophia. Great. Sophia says, Hi guys, I'm Brian's daughter Sophia. Whoa Brian Thurman, a longtime patron, family friend adopter. friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Good Place is my favorite show ever, next community. And I was so excited to hear you guys are doing The Good Place. Yay. Nice. First, I think Tahani's in the bad place. Tahani doesn't care about what Eleanor has done, but only how it affects her, which is true to her character, but selfishness comes back to bad place behavior. Absolutely. For the good place, as always, Chidi... (laughs) She <laughs> sure, can do no easy. wrong in my eyes but especially in what this episode boy. he is so selfless even when Eleanor and subsequently the neighborhood's problem gets sent to the bad place he still defends her yeah. Cheedy is the obvious choice for good place and he continues to shine throughout the episode I couldn't agree more with that Chidi thanks pick, Sophia, Sophia. Yeah, the uh, the Tahani pick. I didn't think about that, but I think that's. I a, didn't look at it that way, but I can one. see it.
1: Thanks for writing in. Keep writing us in. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, our next email is from friend of the show Autumn. Autumn Yo. says, "Bad place is going to be Tahani and Eleanor are tied for me. Tahani wasted Another no Tahani. time to jump all over and judge Eleanor the moment she could. Plus, she continues to be insufferable. I just don't ever think she will make the good place with me, but I could be wrong. Eleanor in bad place, obviously because of the crummy things she did in her flashback." I, I, I'm firm, but fair. Good place. Hard to choose because I couldn't think of anyone during all my watchers except for Janet, who is just so pure and desires to help even though her brain is scrambled as she reboots. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it. Well, thank you, Autumn, for that good place, bad place. Uh, and then we've got one more from Jin. Jin's bad place is Trevor because of his you should smile well, more Duh. Comment. Yeah. He is the bad place yeah. of course. Yeah. And uh, sure. her good place is cheaty. He continues uh-huh. to defend Eleanor throughout the episode and then confess to Michael about Janet. Good behavior.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I know.
2: I think I okay. I decided Go, We're h- well, hear who's just your bad place. A little place?
1: bit more from our friends that emailed in at the very end yeah. of the show. Yeah, let's get into it. My bad place I think, I I mean, it's kind of a gimme, but Trevor, come on. Mm-hmm. Not only is he from the bad place and should go back and stay there, he's the worst type of person, and people that awful aren't so far removed from reality uh, than his performance. I feel like I've seen people that are that annoying, and it just, ugh, get rid yeah, of them. Yeah, I, I also I have
2: got have in. Trevor, Um, and I just remembered a spoilery thing. Can I say it now? Can no, you?
1: it's too late, but hold on to it, too, it for yeah. a future week if you want.
2: yeah. I'll mention it to you after, after we're done. Sure. Um, but uh, in my, uh, yeah, Trevor's my bad place. Bad behavior, making it real hot and sweaty, disregarding, <laughs> cheaty, saying women should smile more. All yeah. that is, is not good behavior.
1: How about instead of telling people what emotion they should be feeling, be the type of person <laughs> that may make someone smile if they're mm-hmm. in the mood to smile? Yeah. A uh, good place, I'll say, I think I'm going to give my good place to Michael this week. Yeah, Because he stands up from the bureaucracy, from the world that he works in, that he Mm -hmm. has worked so hard to be in charge of a neighborhood to say maybe he's not fully on the side that Eleanor deserves to be rewarded for her change, but that he is willing to say something's not right here and I will put my neck on the line to fix this. Yeah, I think that's
2: great behavior. Spoilers I gave it to Cheedy this week, but I'll I, 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 I can, I can get behind that Michael, Michael vote. Um, I think Eleanor also showed a lot of growth this week. Yeah, the flashback wasn't wasn't was bad, mm-hmm. but I think Eleanor was 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 in my, was in my consideration for Good Place this week. Uh, but yep. yeah, I gave it to Chidi. I think that Chidi. he, Easy. him confessing and and possibly giving up his safe spot in the Good Place to help. Someone that he owes nothing to is is really incredible. For someone so indecisive, it's a very decisive action. Yeah, and I think that it it starts to show that Eleanor makes Chidi more more decisive. Makes him, helps him grow. And I think that's a beautiful thing.
1: Well, that's our good place, bad place. All we've got to do now is wrap up the show. I want to mention that next week we're going to be talking about someone like me as a member, the ninth chapter of the Good Place. I'm very excited to get into mm-hmm. it. And if you've been enjoying hearing uh, the people that write into us giving us their Good Place, Bad Place, giving us their trivia questions, email those into us for future episodes. We call out on Twitter at Time Knife pod which ones we need. You can email us your trivia questions, your Good Place, Bad Place decisions, and just any thoughts you have on our podcast or on future or past episodes of the Good Place that we've covered to timenifepod at com, and we'll do our best to get them read right on the show it's a yeah. lot of fun to have you guys be as much a part of this as we are because we know we're not that interesting exactly we're we need, not need hundreds and hundreds of right hours of us talking on the internet interesting
2: it's you guys <laughs> that help drive that forward absolutely what did you say nothing i say we need more more diversity we we're, were two two guys sometimes we need we That's need true. some sprinkle of, of else on us you know <laughs> Just come, just, just come sprinkle, sprinkle us. us, sprinkle yeah. us, in sprinkle else. us down.
1: We've got a few more notes. Yeah, of, I want to read something, friends,
2: from our good friend and patron Autumn. Yeah, what's Autumn got to say about this one? Autumn says, "Hey guys, it's been a few weeks, but I'm happy to announce that Zach and Stephen Marsh was born on February 5th. What Great. tier reward was that again?" Well, LOL. Uh, for
1: the copyright infringement of our name, our lawyers will be in touch.
2: Yeah, we're going to get a cease and desist on that baby quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, LOL, his actual name is Ian Link Marsh. I like that. Ian's a strong name. He's a little Gaelic. Um, are you of Gaelic descent, Autumn? Am I? Uh, is it <laughs> Ian spelled differently or is it? It's. It, she wrote a pronunciation. It's Ian. Cool. Um, I like it's spelled it. spelled A-Y-A-A-N. I like that. I like that. My brother's name is Ryan, spelled R A Y A N. So I'm I'm that, all with that the true. Yeah, sure. I love um, that. So I've been in a daze and unable to write. Well, sure. You're you're holding holding gold with with the first pod baby. Yeah, uh, I almost autumn.
1: What are you doing here?
2: You yeah. made a person. You're yeah.
1: contributing people to society. Truly, what the fuck are you wasting your time? <laughs> Get your shit together, to us
2: idiots. <laughs> Can I hope we were the first thing your baby heard? Like you're like shut the fuck up to the doctors and like put yeah, on. Yeah, some
1: people put big headphones on the stomach to play their favorite music, but uh, Autumn plays her favorite <laughs> Zach and Steven bits. <laughs> And the kid um, is,
2: just came out very emotionally deranged. Yeah. <laughs> so good luck, Autumn. Uh, <laughs> um, it made me laugh after I watched this episode with the line asking if Eleanor had paid money to watch Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Someone had parked Have their car you? in front of my house to paint a mural under the train tracks we live next to. They were blaring the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> on a loop for three straight hours. So your baby's oh, just being gifted gold to its ears one time um, i went
1: into a pizza place to get pizza and they were exclusively through a bluetooth speaker
2: listening to the red hot chili peppers in nice. that papa john's i love it mm-hmm. uh <laughs> the introduction of adam scott as trevor is one of my favorites i think the more i see him and stuff the more impressed i am with him from being in Step Brothers to being ben in parks and rec in his most recent role in severance he's really well-rounded that's, I really got to check Severance out.
1: Severance is really good.
2: And he does have my favorite scene in Step Brothers. So i uh, give him points for that too. Without further ado, my favorite moment slash lines from the episode. Anything Eleanor's roommates say when Eleanor explains the t-shirt debacle to Michael and prefaces it with, it doesn't make me look great, so don't judge me. And Michael <laughs> says, that's literally the purpose of this entire exercise. Ted Danson, uh, man. <laughs> so He good. can
1: deliver a line.
2: Um, and also, when Trevor's introduced and throws the gag snake in a can to Michael, Michael, oh, flaming snake ate all the nuts you brought. me. <laughs> so funny. Um, hope you guys have a wonderful week, Autumn. Thank you, Marsh. Autumn. Autumn, Thanks thank you so much. In. And and and, base congratulations to you and and little little Zach and Steven, I and Link Marsh. Uh, quite a mouthful of a name. Yeah. Uh, we can call him. Like coming uh, from a mouthful A-L- of a namesake, you know? Yeah. Uh, so thanks so much for writing in. We're yeah. very honored to be such a major part of your <laughs> uh, childbearing process.
1: Well, jokes aside, congratulations. Yeah. Because having a kid and the majesty of the human body and what mm-hmm. it is capable of is amazing. So I hope you're doing well, and I hope you and your family. My sister just had another baby. Oh, so congrats. So all that love. Did your uh, sister
2: name it after us, too? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name, Zach? Give us give us the name. Emily. What's the name is Emily. Cute. I like it's Emily. A cute name. It's
1: a cute Nothing name. Nothing wrong with an Emily. Nothing Congratulations, Autumn. Thanks for writing in. Guys, timeknifepod at gmail.com. Tell us what you named your kids. Yeah. You want to know. Give us all the names. I want to shout out, before we get out of here, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Starting at $5 a month, you can get all of our exclusive content and support our show as we're getting ready to launch a second weekly Free feed podcast. It's a great time to sign up on the Patreon and help support us in that. And starting at $10, you can get your name shouted out on this program every we'll week. We'll say so it first and last out, if Patreon. you want. Com slash can't disappoint podcast. Stephen, where else
2: can the people find us? You know, if you want to. Ask us what you should name your baby. Go follow us on Twitter and Instagram uh, over at Time Knife Pod. Mm-hmm. You can also find the video version of this show Whoa! If you a, uh, anime statue I have to my to my side, as yeah. well as my disheveled plushes. My on this cup bed. of
1: water Ooh. on display. I've got some cool stuff Aspen on display. Creek. That's
2: okay. Zach um, <laughs> <'cause laughs> yeah. does have cool stuff on display.
1: Shout out to Aspen Creek Grill.
2: Yeah. Um, but if you want to check that out go search the name of the show on youtube you can find uh, all the episodes of this show with a video accompaniment as well as some other stuff that we've done in the past interviews with with uh, cast members of shows and things like that Mm -hmm. uh, over on the youtube channel so go check us out hit the hit the like subscribe slap the bell to be notified Mm -hmm. Uh, and 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 yeah check us out
1: and if you're watching us on youtube right now if this is how you've been consuming the show thank you that's cool yeah. I like that we've added video to this one. Everyone, I do too. It's been I've so been much calling fun. it a
2: video podcast for years, so I'm glad we finally got we it. We finally
1: called. caught up to Steven. Yeah. Next week we'll be back. Someone like me is a member. It's going to be a lot of fun. Get us out of here, buddy.
2: All right. Uh, from inside the Time Knife, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Or you should play go robot. Uh, when I go, go robot. robot. Why would I that play one. that? Why would I play
1: <laughs> that one? Give us the give me the bass slap. Or, or pick a pick a hit. Let me get a hit.
2: <clears throat> I don't wanna have a Alright. See you guys next time. Bye. Nice. <laughs> Thank you.